0: Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Well, good morning. morning. How's everybody doing today? Good. Welcome to those who are watching with us online this morning. Welcome to you. Um, Hallelujah. We're just going to keep rolling in prayer. Do you realize that the subject of prayer, we could go for years. All right, so when we're sitting here listening and we're going through this, just keep this in mind that um, that um, I'm not just coming up with what I think needs to be shared. I'm listening to the Holy Spirit in regards to prayer, and so um, don't, uh, don't be surprised, but we are actually going to be talking about um, the motivation of love in prayer again, because um, how many have actually looked... Um, at prayer in scripture quite a bit. You've studied it. It is very um, often you will find it uh, put together with um, uh, uh, walking in love, not being bitter, um, holding um, just a, a A heart motivation of love and walking in love. It's often put together, I've found, which is really amazing. Um, I actually even found another scripture today that has to do with prayer and and coming from a heart and a motivation of love, but we'll look at that. So, um, and we are, I'm not going to like promise you that we're going to pray today, but that's what we're going for. All right, um, hopefully you're taking some of this that you're learning and you're correcting and, and, and changing some things in your life and maybe the way you pray for situations, um, that they're not coming from a place of frustration and anger and bitterness, but they're actually coming from a place of the love of Jesus that's been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. It's not something that you have to come up with, right? It's not, it's, it's God's love in you. Think about that. He has poured out his love in you by the Holy Spirit because he knew that we were going to need that in our life to walk things out and to have victory. Amen, because we saw last week that, um, that uh, God, that was the foundation of, he says, God so loved the world that he gave. That was his motivation, was his love for the people. And he expects us as his children, what, to walk as he walks, to to talk as he talks, to, to be an example of him and who he is, and that is the essence of who he is. That is how we are here today, is because he was motivated by such an intense love for us, that it caused him to move into an action for us. Man, thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, because that is just incredible. So last week we had talked about in 1 John 2, 3, the blind spots in prayer, that we don't want to be in darkness in prayer, correct? But those who hate their brother are in darkness, and we're not going to spend a lot of time there because we are going to pray today, Maybe. All right? Um, if you look at, so you can go back and study that, but um, I had never really looked at that scripture in regards to when I go to pray or pray about situations. If you've got hatred and we think, well, I don't hate them, well, anything outside or opposite of love is is, probably stems from hatred or or the enemy's spirit, right? But love is God's spirit, and that's what we're to operate out of. So um, even in 1 Corinthians, you look at, when we've talked about this, the effectiveness of those gifts and things and operating in the spiritual gifts, that it is very clear there that without the foundation and the motivation of the love of God, which is very... um, we talked about this too, very simple. I mean, you think about it that your effectiveness goes up when you're patient. That seems simple, doesn't it? It's like, nah, that, that doesn't affect anything. My patience, it's not that big of a deal that I lost my patience. To God, it's a big deal. It is, it is, it is outside of the sphere of love what he calls love. What Paul gives us a description of, of what love is, and we'll look at it a little bit later. You mean holding hard feelings against somebody can, can um, um, cause me to be ineffective? Yes. Yes, yes, it can. It absolutely can. I was talking to the prayer group this morning um, at 8.15, but um, you know, we, uh, <clears throat> we uh, what was I talking to him about? Anybody want to? Anybody remember? <laughs> um, I was, anyways, I was talking to them about um, walking in love and the and the the importance of that in a body. Oh, I know what it was. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Um, but in the epistles, you don't see a lot of instruction on how to operate in the gifts. You actually see a lot of instruction on how to be people of character and people of love, not only first towards the Lord, but then towards your brothers and sisters, but then also then toward the outside and what that is and, and the example that, it, that that is. I mean, that's pretty amazing that the world will actually know that we love Jesus and we're followers of him by how we treat one another. That's what the word says. It seems too simple, doesn't it? It's not, because if you look around in our culture and in the way that people treat one another, they're all about me, myself and I getting ahead and whatever it takes to do it, that's what I'm gonna do. And if somebody hurts me, well, I'm hurt and I have a right to be hurt. You believers, we do not have a right to stay hurt. You know why? Because just as he forgave us, we're supposed to forgive. It's already been extended to us, and now that spirit lives in us. We don't have an excuse. And so in prayer, when we're talking about this, um, 1 Corinthians, it's not glamorous because we want the gifts, but we don't want patience. We want to operate in the gifts, but we don't want to be patient. We want to operate in the gifts but I'm gonna you know, operate in the gifts over here and I'm gonna keep my bitterness over here and I'm gonna keep my resentment over here and I'm gonna keep my, it doesn't work that way. Our effectiveness will go up and increase as we are obedient to his word in the area of walking in love. And it is all over the New Testament. Anybody ever looked how much it is in the New Testament? Does anybody read their Bible in here? <laughs> Have you noticed? Paul is a lot of times in letters dealing with relationships in those churches. A lot of times he is and other things too, but that's a huge part of that. And so anyways, agape is unmerited, gracious, and constantly seeking the benefit of the ones he loves, all right? Agape is a choice. It's not based on emotion or feeling, or how it's treated, but it's based on his perfect love that looked past every sin that was and ever will be committed and offers forgiveness. That is agape love. It's not, it's not dependent on what it received and then that's how it'll react. No, it gives regardless of what it receives from outside in, all right? And I'm so thankful that Jesus did that for us because we did not look very nice at that time, we were sinners, disgusting, and uh, he's just so faithful. But Brother Hagen, actually, in The Art of Prayer, if you want a good prayer book, this is a good one, but The Art of Prayer, said, says that love, the God kind of love agape, is the first prerequisite for successful prayer life, or you could say the first essential for an effective prayer life. The agape love, sounds like a phone is ringing up here. It's weird. Sorry. Thought maybe I left mine up here. But the effective prayer, to have effective, effective prayer in essential is love, agape love. All right? And Romans 5.5 5 talks about, this is where you find that the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit. So we know that we have that. How many in here are born again? you have that love in you. If you've been born again for five years, you don't have five years worth of that love in you. You don't have 10 years if you've been born again 10 years, you actually have the whole package in you right now, without borders, full God's love in you. So let's turn to First Timothy chapter 2, verse eight, and we're gonna look at a scripture here. And these are, like I said, you're gonna find these Um, all over the New Testament, but I'm going to just pull out this one and then probably one more before we end today. But uh, first Timothy 2 verse 8 says, "Um, I desire, therefore, that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Andrew Womack says this about that scripture. He says, praying without wrath and doubt are two necessary conditions to receive answers to prayer. We must pray in faith, for without faith it is impossible to please God, and we cannot pray in wrath, that is using prayer to get even with people or harbor unforgiveness in your hearts. That's why it doesn't work, and we talked about this even in a relationship, like a marriage relationship, and this can be in a friend relationship, a a boss to an employer relationship. It does not work to pray about your situation, going to God saying, these are all the things they're doing, and your word says they're supposed to be doing this, and pray that way. It doesn't work that way. God will actually start to, and we talked about this last week, so you can go and listen, but God will actually deal with you about the things that you can change. Why on earth would God frustrate you about a person's change that they need in life that you cannot change? Now, you can pray the Ephesians prayers over them, you can pray, we're supposed to pray for them, but even in praying for those that, that curse you and persecute you and all that stuff, you're not supposed to be praying, God, get them. What are you supposed to be praying? You're supposed to be praying, God bless them. Speak to them, help them, bless them. And actually what happens, and I believe that that prayer, the main thing that that is for is to change your heart. Because you don't spend time with God and become more bitter toward a person. You don't fellowship with God Real fellowship with God, you do not fellowship with God and come out of that time with him more bitter, angry, with more resentment, more fuel for your fire, so to speak, or any of that. You don't do that. And some people, you may say, well, I do not feel in my emotions that I love that person. But guess what? I am so glad that we serve a genius God. And he knew that you're not going to feel it sometimes, but you're going to have the grace, the ability on the inside of you to actually pull that, pull from that love that I've poured out in you. And that's what you're going to pray from. That's what you're going to live from, whether you feel like it or not. Remember, we read that prayer... Excuse me, agape is not a, it's not a feeling or an emotion. Agape is a choice to line up with his will and his heart. It's a choice. And just like you are believing God for healing in your body and you are speaking even though when you feel pain or you still, still see the, the results of the sickness or whatever, just like you are saying to your body, Right? No, I'm the healed of the Lord. No matter what I feel, I believe in this word is the same way that you extend love toward a person that you don't feel like it's healed yet. You don't see the healing necessarily but you pull from that spirit through um, uh, by grace, through the avenue of faith. This is what the word of God says. His love is shed abroad in my heart by the Holy ghost. That's what it is. So father, because you are in me and your love is in me, I can by faith extend that love to this person in this situation and I can pray from that place. And the enemy may fight you in your, in your, in your thoughts and all that. You, know, you may feel it in your soul or out here or whatever. But listen, we live by the spirit, right? We live by the spirit. We don't live by emotion. We don't live by what we see. We don't live by what we feel. We live by um, who we are in Christ and what he has deposited into us. That is what rules what we think, say, and do is the spirit of God in us. And so that happens in prayer. When you yield you're going to have two ways you could yield. You can yield to the feeling and the emotion and the hurt and sometimes it's real. It really you really feel it. Or you can yield to the spirit of God the love of God that has enough power in it to blast through and bring victory in anything. Amen? So 1 Timothy 2.8, it says, I will, therefore, that men pray everywhere. I will has a sense of a command. It's stronger than I wish. This is how I want people to pray. Lifting up holy hands, which is just showing reverence, Without wrath and doubting, so unstained anger and dissensions, contention, disputing, anger, and argument. You're not going to go to God and present a case out of your hurt and get answers like you need. In fact, he'll probably correct you. That's exactly what will happen. Am I the only one (laughs) who's been corrected that way? without wrath and doubting, so unstained by anger and dissensions. Now, if you look up these words, you may think, well, anger, that's a pretty strong word. That's not me. But if you actually look up the definitions of some of these words, it is any kind of ill will. It is small things. It's the small foxes that spoil the vine, right? It's those small things that we allow to stay there that we think, well, that's no big deal, but God actually sees it as a pretty big deal. Which is why we need, when we go before the Lord, we need humility. Because somebody who goes before the Lord in humility, every time I sit down and read this word, and it's a habit, it's a discipline in my life. Every time I sit down and read this word, I am actually... Um expecting for the Lord to direct me in a way that I didn't see. Like, change my direction in a way. Because revelation comes. And when revelation comes, that means that you now know something that you didn't know before. And a lot of times, and it, it's a way you're either thinking, it's a way you're either acting. Does that make sense? So come to the Lord with humility and you'll grow. Right? And so um, without wrath is having no vindicate, vindictive feeling against any person, harboring no unforgiving spirit while they are imploring pardon for their own offenses. So we do that. Well, I wanna be forgiven, but I'm not gonna forgive. Nobody goes to God and says, Lord, don't forgive me. Lord, don't forgive me. We're actually gonna look at this if, if Sean allows me to keep going with prayer. <laughs> Um, we're going to actually look at that deeper in the Lord's Prayer. Um, we all know the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed, you know, that's just a model. You're not just supposed to go and rattle that off. That's just a model of prayer. And we're actually going to look into at some point what that model is, what those things, those those phrases in there actually mean. Okay, it's going to be so good. I'm excited. And then doubting is timid believing where faith, hope, and unbelief appear to hold controversy in a person. Sounds like toss to and fro. You're not supposed to go to prayer like that. You're supposed to go to prayer knowing. How do we go and and we'll get into this too, but how do we know we're praying effectively? Listen, you gotta know the word of God to know what your authority is to pray. What you have authority over to pray. They go hand in hand. Relationship and fellowship with God is not, well, I just like prayer, so that's all I do. Or I just like reading my words, so that's all I do. No, fellowship with God is reading the word, being a doer of the word, praying the word, fellowshipping with God. It's a lifestyle, it's your new nature. So Matthew Henry says about this verse, the commentary says, we must pray in love without wrath or malice or anger at any person. We must pray in faith without doubting, without disputing, and then it falls under the head of love. So when you do prayer without um, the wrath, without the doubting, without the disputing, under the, the umbrella, remember we've talked about that, the sphere of love, that is effective prayer. Hallelujah. We don't have to be perfect to have effective prayer. We just have to know how to yield to the spirit of love on the inside of us to have effective prayer. And it doesn't matter if you feel the love or not. You step out in it in faith. That's effective prayer. So you could be dealing with something or a difficult situation or a difficult, uh, like a relationship, a marriage or something at work, a work relationship. You could be dealing with a difficult relationship where you're being mistreated, but you can actually set that aside, that feeling and that emotion and yield to the spirit of love on the inside of you and effectively pray for that situation. Hallelujah, but why? Because we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It's a position that we couldn't earn, we received. But remember, we have a duty to walk out that righteousness and to bear the fruit of righteousness. And we have the choice to do that. That is where, remember, we've talked about, we get to say, God, man, (laughs) you made me righteous, something I could not accomplish, and now in turn, I get to show you how much I love you by being a doer of your word. It's incredible. So, one of the cross references to 1 Timothy 2 8 is Psalms 141 2. Sorry, Ian, I forgot to give you this one, but Psalms 141 2. Um, Let my prayer be set forth as incense before you the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. So our prayer, this is David, a Psalm of David, let my prayer be set forth as incense. Do you know that we can be a sweet smelling aroma to the Lord? Do you know that sometimes we can be a stinky smell to the Lord? Obviously, if we can be a sweet smelling aroma to the Lord, then we can be stinky to the Lord. And I believe a big part of the stink that can land in Christians is our lack of walking in love. Major stink, stinky, oof. That's why you gotta be humble before the Lord because you wanna know if you've been stinky. Who likes to stink? And sometimes you stink and you don't know it and that's the worst. But God will show you if you stink. So we remain humble before the Lord and he shows us the area where we're not being a sweet smelling aroma to him. Where we're not bringing forth a sacrifice of our own life and our own um, mind thinking and our own will and our own desires, but we're then bringing forth to him an aroma of, Lord, I love you, I, I yield to you in my life, I honor you and I wanna honor you with my words and I wanna honor you with how I treat others. That's a good aroma to God, a very good aroma. And so um, in Psalm 141, 2, where it says, let my prayer be set forth as incense before you, actually then takes us to um, Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Let's turn there. I have cheaters. Little tabs. All right. Therefore, and the, and the, the preface of this, this section of this verse is walk in love, therefore be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us, given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. So Jesus, when he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they've done. That went up to the father as a sweet-smelling aroma. And that spirit lives in you, and it lives in me. Father, I know that person across the aisle. That hurt. Let me throw this out there, okay? Because this happened to me many times. If you... Get your little feelings, sensitive feelings, hurt about something. Um, The enemy, (laughs) I see those hands. (laughs) The enemy, maybe we're praising Jesus. We'll go with that. (laughs) The enemy will actually recognize, ooh, they were hurt right there. How will he know that? He'll see it on your countenance. And then you just start to speak it. And then the enemy will take that little thing that happened, tiny, tiny little thing, and he will explode it in your imagination. And he will start to talk to you. Man, they must not like you. Man, that was so rude. I can't believe they treated me like that. Man, that hurt me so bad. They haven't called me. The church has not called me once this week. And I'm hurting at home. I stubbed my toe and I didn't get one call. And the enemy will begin to explode that. And you know what the person across the aisle who hurt you is probably thinking? Nothing because they don't even know what happened. (laughs) They're thinking nothing. I've heard it said. The pastor didn't smile at me. He gave me a funny look. He had gas. (laughs) You ever heard that one? That is what happens. I know immediately when the enemy is going to try to get into our relationship right here. I know it. Do you know how I know it? Because he doesn't have any new tricks. He'll say something, and I have no clue because I am not God. I do not know his heart. He'll say something, and I'll begin to judge his heart motivation. And the enemy will start to talk to me the same way he does he has for the past 24 years. And then I'll go through my day, that jerk. (laughs) Father, pray for my husband, that knucklehead. And I'll try to pray from that place and I'll try to go about my day and get done the things that God has laid out for me in that day, and I'll try to do it, and then I'll start to get frustrated with everybody, and then it's my kids. Oh, you watch out. You cross mom when I'm in that attitude? Come on, you do this too. Don't tell me you don't do this. I know all of you guys come up here, and I'll sit down there, Guys, we got to change. I really actually sensed this by the Spirit of God in prayer this morning um, when we were praying. And I really... um, We had a wonderful women's weekend. And anybody who's been at the women's consistently... I know Mary Ann, you've been there. Jody, you've been there the whole time. But there, there... And Joy's been to a lot. There was an increase in anointing this weekend. I even remember it with um, Glorious. There was an increase in the anointing over Glorious. Why is that? Well, we know that's God and we don't take credit for that, but I'll tell you what, when the Lord is pleased, he will dump over you everything you allow him to. And our actions are actually what tell the Lord, I allow you to reign in my life. Because really all that we're doing with unforgiveness is because the scripture says that, that we um, forgive as you have been forgiven. There's actually a couple of places I think it talks about this, but Or if you don't forgive, how can you expect to be forgiven by the father? Really what that means is, is that in unforgiveness and not walking in love, you actually cut yourself off. You put a roof over the window of heaven that's supposed to be open to you and you put a roof there and you say, I don't want it. And you cap what God can do in your life Not because God's mad at you or not because God's saying, well, they're not acting right. I'm going to take it away. No, he wants you to have it. He paid a big price for it. It was not cheap. And he wants you to have it. But out of our just being stinky, right? Smelly. We put a roof over the windows of heaven that are supposed to be open. That's why we remain humble. And we live out of that spirit of love because I don't want a roof over my head like that when it comes to receiving from God. I don't, want to, I don't want to stop my own healing that I need from coming because I'm mad at Sean that day and do you know what I'm saying? Like I'm holding unforgiveness. I don't want that. Do you want that? See, the problem with, and this is the society with America right now, and if you're not careful, it'll come into your church, into you as a believer. This is how society looks at things. Well, they hurt me, and it's my job to protect me and my family. And they actually live for themselves. And you know that's come into the church not this church. Guys, this is why God is dealing with us consistently about walking in love. Because if we want to be effective and see, and I've taught, I've said this before, but it's, it's worth saying again, if we want to see what God has called us to do here, then we have got to be sweet smelling aromas to the Lord so that he has free flow, that we don't try to put a roof over this place and cap what he can do through Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana, and the surrounding areas. How many think that might be worth it, to put your flesh down and see the glory at greater levels? It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. So Paul gave us, in 1 Corinthians 4 through 8, he gave, Paul gave um, in words the most detailed description of God's kind of love recorded in scripture. He said what God's love, what God's kind of love is, that it's long-suffering and kind, what it is not, it is not envious, self-promoting, or prideful, he tells us, Paul tells us how it does not act. It does not act unseemingly, selfish, easily provoked, thinking on evil, and rejoicing in iniquity. And how it does act. It rejoices in truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, and then he sums it up with 1 Corinthians thirteen eight by saying that God's kind of love never fails. You want prayers that don't fail. You establish them in the love of God. You make sure your heart is lined up with who you are in Christ. You are full of his love. And you pray from that, you'll never fail. It will never fail. I didn't say that. His word says that. The Lord actually gave me a revelation of that because I read 1 Corinthians 13 just about every single day. And I declare that this is who I am. And this is what I operate out of. This is my new nature, every day, just about. Except for Sundays, I get up really early and I come here and I don't read that on Sundays, but I'm thinking it, I'm practicing. Sunday's my game day, that's what that is, <laughs> all right? Uh, But anyways, reading that, and the Lord had had told me at the end of that, love never fails. He goes, Heidi, when you step out in this love, no matter how it feels or how hard it is on your flesh, you won't fail. You personally won't fail. Now, you can't decide if the other person is going to fail. But you, he said, you personally won't fail fail. I will get you through. I will see you through. Even though there may be a season where it hurts really bad, I will get you to the other side because I don't fail. And when you continue to respond from that place, from the place of love, you won't fail. I won't fail with dealing with sickness in my body. I won't fail with any of these things. I won't fail in relationships. I won't fail in my marriage. I won't fail with my kids. I won't fail with you guys. I won't fail with the outside world because I'm established in love. And when I react out of that spirit and I have every ability to do so because Jesus is in me and that's the grace of God. And when I yield to that and release that, I don't fail. I don't fail. Um, I'm going to skip this, but you guys can go and look at 1 Corinthians 13, 11, and that's the bottom of that love chapter, and it actually says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things, which are, what are the childish things? that you put away impatience pride selfishness thinking evil things um offended gossip slander those are childish things if you want to take a snapshot of your life and a uh what do they call that not renovation a uh they do it at the store at the end of the year if you want to take an inventory of your life see where you're at and how you're doing and you want to know that you're growing into a man or woman of God and not remaining a baby, a stinky baby Christian, then look at this scripture and ask yourself, man, am I being patient? Lord, where do I need to work on patience? I want to do that because I want to become a man or a woman. I'm done being a child. Lord, show me where I'm holding feelings against somebody because I want to be a man or woman of God. Man or woman. Don't say man and woman of God. No. Man or woman of God. Lord, show me where I'm doing this. Every single day. Because as we said last week, every single day you're going to have an opportunity to walk in love. Which means that every single day you're going to have an opportunity to be effective or ineffective. Ooh, we're going to be effective here. I I, I get it. We're going to get it. We're going to get it. We're getting it. It's raining. Hallelujah. So take inventory of your life. One last scripture that I saw this morning. Sean, you want to come and help me? Help me, honey. Um, This is uh, actually Romans. And you can go back and look at this because we don't have a lot of time to look into this. But And I had also brought this out at prayer this morning. But Romans chapter 15 verse 30 says, I appeal to you, I entreat you, brethren, for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now listen, and by or through, given by the Spirit, the love of God by the love of God through the love of God given by the Holy Spirit to unite with me in earnest wrestling and prayer to God on my behalf in my behalf and through the love of the Spirit brethren through the Lord Jesus Christ because we don't get anything except by Jesus Christ he gave it all He purchased it all. Now us, and through the love of the Spirit, we strive together in prayers to God for me. In and through the love of the Spirit, we strive together with, you strive together, we strive together in prayers to God for this church, for these people, for one another, for this city, for the surrounding areas, for what God has called us to do. How do we do that? We do that in in Jesus Christ, through Jesus Christ, but through the love of God that's been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. That's effective prayer that makes much power, tremendous power available, dynamic. Amen? All right. Hit the music. Hallelujah. You guys ready to pray? Now we pray in the Holy Ghost here. And we pray in the understanding. So just jump in. We're going to pray for this church. We're going to pray for what God has called us to do. We're going to pray pray for one another, all right? So those are the things that I want you to keep in your mind and your heart as we do this. But please come from a place of love. If there is something in you that is not love, just take care of it in a second. That's how fast it is. So, Father, we just come before you this morning, Lord. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Lord, as Paul said so many times, thank you for the people that you've put in my care, under my care, in the churches. Lord, thank you, Father, for everyone that you have brought to Faith Family Church. Thank you, Father, for those that you are bringing to this church. Thank you for this city that you have placed us in, Father, to be a light and a beacon for you. Thank you, Father, for the surrounding areas that, Lord, are going to feel the, oh man, because the water is just going to go over the banks and it's going to go out and it's going to keep going out and it's going to cover, cover cover cover, uh, your glory, your water, your wells, your river is going to cover the area. Thank you Father, hombre celebra city. El manze celebra bravas sobre ici si diatararaba sombrende. El manze celebra schilian Oh, Brende el manze celebra ci diando os gedelbraia and jeda branzo obreste that river. That river, that rain, that rain, that refreshing, that refreshing. Ved amanzobreste ti andararaba sombrete. Wherever your river goes, wherever your river flows father there prepares a place for everyone to come and to eat and to partake father we are saying Lord that we are available we are available to be obedient to your word we are available father to heed your you speaking to us and be obedient we are available to you father to be those that go out father that we are those that have Lord to that ability to lay before the people not just in our actions in the way that we live but by boldness that we speak out of our mouth of the word of god that we can lay a table before people and they can also come too and they can eat and they can partake lord of life with you because it's the best life you're the bread of life
1: father we thank
0: you Brended at a vast obres city andos gete Helemanns obres chilia obrende in the tile fire so brende schelebra basso gre Helemanns obres city il angele fire so brade sche da maste te Helemanns obro city andandere be ste te Helemanns proso proso presiti chele fire so umbrende father in that river i see in that river is salvation in that river is healing its deliverance in that river is joy unspeakable and full of glory in that river is the peace of god that passes all natural understanding in that river oh there's freedom there's freedom there's freedom in that river father we're not going to be those that just sit and enjoy the river we are going to enjoy the river but that's we're not going to just look at people on the outside and and think oh they're missing out but we're actually going to be those that are bold to bring people into the river lord make us your your um harvesters lord help us to be aware father for what you've called us to in this city Tell a manzo, ti tella braso, because here they come, 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 tell a manzo, ti tella braso, el a maia city, it brasco, bro t city and and la basata, el a Sobrete, she see tea. Elemansobre, Tobroso, come on, come on in, come on in. The water is good, it's fine. Minamanza, Telebre, see tea. Eche la bra, bassobroso, brete. Elemanse la bra, yes, Laborers, we are laborers for the harvest. We are laborers for the harvest. To bring in the harvest. Father, we thank you. We praise you, Lord. Thank you. We glorify you. Come on, let's just honor him in this place. Let's just honor him in this place. Father, you get all the glory in yes. Faith Family Church. Thank you, Jesus. you get the Hallelujah. glory in our lives. Thank you get the glory in our businesses. You. you get the glory in our family. You, you get the glory, Father. You be lifted high in this place. Thank you, the King of kings and the Thank Lord of lords. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Oh, we love you. Just tell them you, you love them. We, we love you, Lord. Thank you. We love you, Lord. We praise Lord. you we honor you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for giving us a beautiful building to live, to work in, to to do in, to do the ministry in. Father, thank you to gather in and to worship in. Thank you, Father, for the people that you've placed in this place. Thank you for our teams. Thank you, Father. It is an honor to serve you. We love you. In Jesus' name. amen. Amen.